Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Vic and M's Comedy Gems. My name's Vicky Hanlon. And I'm Emily Tresseter. Vic and M's Comedy Gems. Please don't. Okay. It's on it, isn't it? Yeah, I get it. You do get it. I'm with it. I'm hip. I'm cool. I just quoted Austin Powers. That's how hip and cool I am. Wow. I'm sorry. Is that the movie franchise we're going to be talking about? No. God. I wish. I love Austin Powers. Well, this is not not that that podcast. (laughs) There is a Sydney podcast that we will not name because fuck those guys. I love you, Cameron and Alexi. You're very lovely. This is not staying in, by the way. It definitely isn't. I'm vetoing this right now. I hope it stays. No, it is not staying. Well, that Cameron and Alexi, come on out. <laughs> Cameron's been on the show. Fight, fight, That is not fight. how we're starting. I refuse to start a podcast with such an aggressive <laughs> dig. I'm just, it's not, it's I not really, who we are. I really want oh, to just leave it in. It's you're not, such an M. It's not who we are. It's not who we are. It's not, it's not part of our Brand, uh, yeah, being mean, yeah, I'm mean to you all the time. You're yeah. mean to me all the time. I'm not mean to you all the time. What are you talking what about? I mean to you? All the time. <laughs> I like how our voices progressively got higher until Catherine squirped. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> anyway, that's Very that bit staying in. No, okay, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, it's unfortunate because you're in charge of the editing. It so is really what power she do I doesn't. Have? She doesn't. Very little. You can learn how to edit, and then we can go from there. Look, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about this in, in the, the car. car. We'll talk about it in the car. <laughs> uh, hello, Vicky Hanley. Hello, Emily Tresseter. It's me, Emily Tresseter. Welcome to another episode of Vic and M's Comedy Gems. That's the podcast. It is the podcast, Yay. and this week we have a fantastic guest. Yes, we have. Have one part of a sellout run of the Breast of the Fest. Very good show, if we I do say so myself. A very, very funny comedian that's just about to debut her first solo show at Melbourne Fringe. Which is also going to be good if I do Strong say so myself. Female protagonist. Yeah. And we have good friend of the Vic and M's Comedy Gems True. podcast. Catherine Allen. She's here. I thought you were going to say Aurelia St. Clair. <laughs> oh, we haven't had Aurelia on yet. We should have Aurelia on. You absolutely should. She's Do you want me to see great. if she's available? I'll text her. <laughs> Do my job for me, Catherine. Who do, do with a text? We can just like tag team halfway through. You can just tap out. I would be honoured <laughs> to tap to out. be in any kind of team with Aurelia St. Clair. You Bless. have been in a team with Aurelia St. Clair. Breast of the Fest was a team. That's true. You guys worked well together. Yeah, we also used to row together in high school. Is that a joke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For a split second I was like, but she would have been in Germany and you were in the Gold Coast and wait a second, like, nope, joke. I also was like... <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's younger than... Wait, do rowing t- are rowing teams mixed? I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> Turns out it doesn't. No. Um, See, one of the funniest comedians. <laughs> yeah. You know you got a good comic when it, you then have to explain. Explain the jokes no, where, where we look confused yeah. and then laugh. I feel like it's hard in, um, in everyday conversation because, like, your deadpan is on point, right? Yeah, but when you're talking, I'm, I can't... That's a skill. Like, you could lie to my face and I'd be like, that's... I do it all the time. (laughs) It's true. That's cool, you know? Yeah. That's impressive. That's a skill. Well done. Good to know. (laughs) (laughs) See, deadpan I will bear that in mind for the rest of the podcast. (laughs) You can say anything you want to her and she'll believe it. No, this is not a fun game. I love this game. It's a horrible game. (laughs) Did you know uh, Claire I know Hagen and I are sisters? Isn't true now. I know this isn't true. Previous now. guest of How the do you podcast. Know? Because because you <laughs> shit. <laughs> nah, I know you're not. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> you're psyching me out. We've never had a guest psych me out this early before. This early, I was going to say we've definitely had guests psych you out before, yeah, but not this early. It does happen. It does happen. What's been happening in your life recently, Vicky Hanlon? Um, 
I have been watching a lot of movies, which is not something I normally do. So I don't tend to watch a lot of movies. Uh, I, I watch TV shows or I lose my mind by like scrolling through Facebook. Right. That's how I spend most of my time. Mm-hmm. But I've quit Facebook. So I haven't, I have had to fill my time doing other things. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and I mean, it's been good. Like I've, I've watched a lot of movies. Um, they're all from the same franchise, but I've watched a lot of movies. Sure. Um, so anyway, I went to see an actual movie at the cinema the other night, Ooh. which I don't get to do very often because comedy happens most nights. Sure. And that's when You most know the people... cinema is on during the day as well. I work. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. That weekend you don't cinema wanna, experience. Do you, want, do you want to spend your weekend days like in a, in a movie theatre? Or do you want to go outside, Emily, and play park games? What do you want I mean, to do? I mean, I want to go outside and play park <laughs> games, but each to their own. Okay. Catherine, what do you want to do? Going to the movies by myself is my favourite Yeah, this is the thing you do. World. And I, I said I said to you the other week, I've never been to the movies by myself. Really? Yeah. I've been to the movies by myself. I need to. Love it's, it. it's my new goal for this year is I'm going to go to the movies by myself once. Have you ever been to the movies by yourself and cried? Oh, yeah. yeah That's what love I that. love about it because yeah. I can cry during literally anything. Yes, same. <laughs> and I'm never going to see those people ever again. True, mm. true. That's that's a good point. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, the movies that I have been watching, they're not really cry during movies, although I almost – Catherine I, could cry during them. Well, to be fair, if something had have happened in one of them, I definitely would have cried. Was there a dog? No, but they oh, – have you ever seen Hachi? It's, it's a movie. Oh, with Richard Gere? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Emily hasn't, have no, you? Okay, no. so it's this, it's a movie based on a true story about a a dog, an Akita, that um, this guy owns. He's a college professor or whatever he does, and he takes it to the train station every day and um, goes to work. And then the dog like waits for him and or like meets him at the train station every day when he comes home from work. So the dog waits. One day, one he doesn't meet him there. So one day he get, he gets cancer and he dies. Oh like the God! Richard Gere character playing a Japanese man. Um, what? Yeah, it's a Japanese movie. Anyway, um, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, it sounds sick. I mean, <laughs> the way you've described it, like let's watch it twice. So you'll the guy, laugh, you'll cry, you'll cry a lot. So the guy, cry. the guy dies, and then the dog. The guy dies. Yeah, the guy dies. Richard Gere oh, dies. Oh no! And then the dog goes to the train station, and of course he doesn't no. turn up, and yeah. then the dog. Waits there. Oh God! For years. Spoiler alert. Yep. Pew pew pew. Yeah. You can use that sound effect. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, you probably in. should have done that before. Sorry. We're gonna. What are Sorry, we gonna I'll run your podcast for you. It's Thank fine. you. It's a true story. Like it's this dog. There's a statue of. You Hutch. guys went. I went. Right? I went to the statue. In the dress with the dogs on it. I went to see the dog statue, wearing a dress with dogs on it. Wait, so how do they – wait, okay. Do they speak to the dog to get this, like, first-hand account or, like, how do the they know? The wife of the guy. Why didn't the fucking wife go and pick up the dog then? So she tries, but he won't leave until he's loyal. the guy comes because he's like, no, 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 I've got to – like, the dog just won't – He refu- and then they think they think that one stage they take him and then he runs back to the station and he just stays there so the whole time. the dog dies at the station? Yeah. Because so he just he, refuses to he leave. He stayed there for – over nine years until the dog died. What the fuck? Yeah, this is a real thing that a dog did. Corey White, brilliant comedian, he does have a bit about it at the, the moment. funniest joke where he's like, they should have just digged up Richard Gere's body and shown it to the dog. <laughs> yeah. 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 It would have been less cruel. Yep, absolutely. That is mental. Yeah. That is mental. That's bloody mental, that. I know. So, anyway, the yeah, so the dog. Yeah, the dog waited there for nine years for it, and I guess people at the station fed him and all that sort of stuff. And but yeah, he refused. He wouldn't. He wouldn't leave. I'm crying until, just thinking about that. That's yeah, horrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, that wasn't the movie that I was going to talk about. <laughs> that is a very sad movie that I once watched with my ex's mum, and we both cried together. And it was, oh my god, that's quite sweet. It was sweet. Like he wasn't my ex at the time; he was my boyfriend at the time. So it wasn't weird. <laughs> That'd be better though. <laughs> yeah. It's actually last week. It was fucking weird. Yeah, it was really. You know, we're still good friends. We get along. (laughs) No, I would love it if you are like, I'm gonna go and see a movie by myself, and you go, and there's one other person, and it's her, (laughs) and it's your ex. (laughs) That would be amazing. Well, I've bought my ticket, so so I guess I'm here. Yeah. 
Anyway, no, I I went and saw a movie and I told you both that I was going to go see this movie and I got the same reaction from both of you. Sure. That oh. I was going to go see this movie. This, yeah, no, I remember now. And I said, I'm going to go see Mission Impossible Fallout. Why? <laughs> I think and I eye-rolled emojied. Yeah, yeah. I don't use emojis. Oh, no, I think I said... Oh, Vicky. That is what you said. You said, oh, Vicky. What did I say? You're right, mate. What the fuck, I think is what you said. <laughs> you want to talk about it? <laughs> I'm Why, fine. though? I'm great. They're good movies. It makes no sense to me. There yeah. are so many. Miff was just on. There are so many good movies I went out. and saw Ali's Shortcut talk. It was great. I saw her, the movie she's in. Yeah, was it good? It was fantastic. Great. I didn't get to go and see her. Was it amazing? Yeah. Oh, I was. <laughs> did you see a Miff film, though? I didn't. I was I just like, like you were like, here like oh. you, Miff was just on. I didn't go, but it was there. But it was there. <laughs> that is very funny. Um, I usually go to Miff, but I've I've been too busy. Yeah. That's alright. We've I mean, all got shit going on. Yes, exactly. I'm very yeah. busy and important, you guys. <laughs> you are what you are. That yeah. is true. But anyway, these, the Mission Impossible franchise is amazing, guys. Mm. And maybe after I've I made you watch Star Wars a couple of weeks ago. Yes. I might make you. Thank you. I make. Keep going. It's the Mission Impossible soundtrack. Oh, I was like, that's not Star Wars. <laughs> so when I was very confused for a second, I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? <laughs> what is this? What's happening? No, it's... if you hate it so much, why do you know the theme song? It's I a very, know... very famous theme song. I only know. I think I only know it from the video game. I remember playing the video game. But also, like, it was a television show in, like, the 60s or 70s or something. And Give like, it a rest. No, it's a good movie. Give it a rest already. Which one is this? The, the one that's just come out? Yeah. Number six. It's Number called six. Fallout. And it doesn't Hopefully have... it means fall out of business. Shut your face. <laughs> See, you're so mean to me. Tom Cruise. I know. Has this incredible he's, he's staying power. A problematic fave of mine. I get that he's a terrible human being, or he seems to be a terrible human being, but... Did you is... watch um, Louis Theroux's My Scientology No, movie? I haven't watched it yet. There's that and there's also uh, Going Clear. Yeah, I know. Which is based on the books. So, yeah. Speaking of Scientology... Oh, oh no. my God. So this, I mean, what a segue. I have just recently moved into a new house, right? Oh, I thought that was going a different way. I don't get to talk about Mission Impossible anymore. Okay, you can speak about Mission Impossible. But let you do this first? Yeah. No, 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 no. I want to hear about how Emily became a Scientologist. (laughs) Tell me. Tell me. um, Basically, I brought you both here today to (laughs) do a test. We're going to do some tests. Do our personality tests. Exactly. Then you just need to give me a a little prick of your blood and you're in. Um, Sweet. I mean, it's not much to ask, really, in the terms of religion. And and you're set for life. No, uh, so I moved into this new place and uh, every, I would say, honestly, I'm not exaggerating, at least every three days, mm-hmm. so maybe twice a working week, yep. we'll get a letter in the mail addressed to someone that used to live at our house, yep. right? Uh, her name is <laughs> very, like, memorable name. So yep. every time I see it, I'm like, oh, another one, <laughs> another one, <laughs> Okay. And change your dress, not hard. And I um, saw that like another one came in the mail, and I like flipped it over, and on the back is a like a hand stamp that's right. like Church of Scientology, oh, and then the God. Melbourne address, right? Right. So, and then I started realizing that all of all these of them letters are, the are from the same place, from Church of Scientology yes. in Melbourne. Ooh. And if it weren't illegal to open someone else's mail, maybe I'd know what's inside them. Right. Tom Cruise has always been like a like like I loved Top Gun as a kid. I wanted to be a fighter pilot. I wanted to be an X wing pilot because of Star Wars. And then when I realised that I couldn't be an X wing pilot because X wings don't exist in the real world, right? Um, I was like, okay, well, planes exist, so maybe I could be a fighter pilot, like Maverick. In AKA Tom Did Cruise. you also in... want to go to a wild orgy where everyone's wearing masks? You know, I've never seen Eyes Wide Shut. It's a great movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I know. Really yeah, good. no. But um, my my mum took me to see the very first Mission Impossible movie. It came out in 996. And we went to see that together because I guess she liked the TV show when she was younger, I assume. Um, and yeah, we went and watched that together in the cinema. And I still remember that. So that's that, that's a big thing for me. Like you know, to be able to remember like going to the cinema with your mum to see a particular movie, 
I don't remember a lot of those, but one of them is the first Mission Impossible movie. And you did see that movie about the dog with your old ex. With my ex-in-law. Yeah. True. You know that um, movie was actually the sequel to Pretty Woman? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get me that time, Catherine. It's true. <laughs> no, I, it isn't. I like the follow through. She keeps it up. That's my favourite part. Yeah, but these are just... I mean, I guess also the rowing thing was very unbelievable, but like, I don't know. It just caught me off guard. I don't know. Julia Roberts broke up with him. He was devastated. And he moved, he moved to, Japan. to Japan. He got a dog and then he died. Yep. Hey, it and could had another be true. wife. Yeah. Yeah, he found a lovely Japanese lady and settled down with her. Fair enough. Um, yeah, but, but it was just never the same. No, as when you yeah dated the sex worker. Yeah, it's never the same. That's fair. Fun. Sorry, we keep getting off track from Mission Impossible. Cause it's almost like you guys don't want to talk so about it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Offer. I don't know what what do you want to say about this thing. I, I just, feel like I, I watched want... one of the first ones where they. I think they filmed it in Sydney. I'm okay, so that's number two. Tom that's the Nicole worst one. Together. Okay, right. Number two is the worst one. If you want to do an order, it go if for, for my f- personal favorites, it is strap in. Let me write this down. <laughs> get a pen. Four, four, six. Five, one, three, two. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Thank you. Why that order? Well, number four is Catherine. Why? Thank why you. would you? She just thank looks you, so Catherine. excited. Oh God. Thank you. <laughs> she's oh like the dog God. at the train station oh who thinks she's we're seen dead. Gear. Okay, we're dead. <laughs> There's no coming back. Number four is um, the first one with Jeremy Renner in it. Who I love. We're not. We're not gonna go movie by movie. She just wants to know oh why. Oh God. The, I'm just telling you why number four is okay, my favorite. Right. right? Yeah. Um, I'll settle for that. It also had like it's it's got Simon Pegg in it as as Benji, who's my favorite character out of it. But he's in a greater role than he was in number three. So it's like his first like proper like he's in it all the movie. Okay, he's the best. Okay, maybe the perfect man. I don't know. I'll never find a Benji. <laughs> I'll never find my own Benji. What makes him actually? I'm interested by that. What makes him the perfect man? Um, well, one, he is a spy, so he's never around. Perfect. No, but he's like he's like the heart of the team. So like he's you know like he's a he's the nerdy computery sort of tech guy. But he's also he becomes a field agent. It's the first one that he becomes a field agent in. So he's you know he wants to be out there doing stuff. And he's like a little kid growing up in the spy world. And it's oh, it's adorable. Is he hot? Well, it's Simon Pegg. So I it depends on is. you know the guy from Shaun of the Dead. The oh one. yeah, yeah. The blonde one. Mm. Like the main guy, Sean from Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I guess he could scrub up all right. Yeah. What do you think, Catherine? Simon Pegg? Yeah. I like Nick Frost better. Okay. Who's yeah. Nick Frost? He's the other guy from Shaun of the Dead. The, yeah. the, the, oh, okay. The, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Hot Fuzz and yeah. The World's End. I know, I know. Yeah. I know the one. Yeah. Okay, so he's the perfect man because he's never there and he's into tech. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> sounds perfect. I mean, that I does definitely. If they're your he's two. also he's also got an English accent. It's real nice. Okay, so I'm, we need I'm an into English that. absent tech nerd. I don't think that's unattainable. Yeah, I could definitely find one of them. <laughs> I, if I had to, if I get to choose though, I choose Scottish. Okay, absent Scottish. Tech nerd. Yep, absent nerd. Not too nerdy though. Tech. Because you've got to be like, you've got to be able to go out into the field. So you've got to be a little, you got to have a bit of jock but in wait, you. You're not, you're not the spy world. No, no, no. But this dating. is what I'm, this is what I'm saying. So if you want an, like, I want a guy who has nerdy tendencies, okay. but isn't a hundred percent nerd. Okay. Would so that's you? the thing about, that's the thing about Benji is that he is the nerd. He's really good at all the tech stuff, but he's more than happy to pick up a gun and get out there and do the So you want work. someone that's happy to pick up a gun? <laughs> Sounds right. Yeah. If you were dating him, yeah. would you know he was a spy? No, because that's a major plot point in with the Tom Cruise character is that he gets married and she doesn't know and every yeah. But she eventually has to find out because she gets kidnapped and like a whole bunch of shit goes down and they end up they can't be together because she doesn't want to be in that world. Essentially, it's really heartbreaking. And he waits at the train station for her. Kind of, yeah. It's the sequel day. to that dog yeah. movie. Yeah, <laughs> a pretty Tom woman. Cruise, yeah. a pretty woman. Sorry, yes, is Hachi. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. Are we still trying to figure out who my perfect man is? Yeah. A lot. Someone that you don't have to spend any time with, seemingly. Yeah, it seems... And also don't know anything about. Yeah, it seems Because he's living really a double life. Strange. Yep. I'm very confused by Also it. got to scrub up good in a tux. Got to look good in a tux. Basically... For the one time a year that you get to spend any time together. Yeah. 
When we go to the Vienna Opera, apparently, because that's what he does in number five. All we have to do, really, mm. is just, like, just, you basically just need a boyfriend for, like, six days a year and you'd be sweet. Yeah, I reckon I would. <laughs> that sounds great. I keep getting ads on my Twitter feed from, like, they're, like, sponsored tweets from ASIO. Yeah, me too. Recruiting? Yeah. The ones that are so like, intrigued. The thing that um it comes up and it's like you can you can kind of read it, but you you need to like yeah, yeah. You need yeah. to click on it. Yeah. I keep getting those. But I okay, this is gonna blow my chances of this ever becoming my life. But when I was in uh, early university I wanted to join ASIO or ASIS. That was what I wanted to do. Or ISIS. Or ISIS. Well, one of the, one of the similar. three. So ASIO is like the domestic one and ASUS is the international one. Why did you change from fighter pilot to ASIO? Um, I'm too short to be a fighter pilot. Right. Oh. That'll do it. Yeah. So unless you want to like extend my legs a bit, yeah, it'll never happen. So this was a genuine career goal that you had. I thought this was purely because <laughs> of Tom Cruise. Well, I mean... It was. I but thought like, it was like a weird fuck thing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably that was. You actually wanted to No, I to genuinely be. for a long right. time wanted to be a fighter pilot. Like I, go. yeah, yeah. And then so, when yeah. did it switch from ASIO to podcaster? I mean, well, right now I've said it out loud. I can't become an, I can't ever join so ASIO So literally now. this second. <laughs> this very second. Is when your career I'm gi- path I'm has giving changed. up my dreams to join ASIO right now. Wow. On the podcast. Is this what someone who works for ASIO <laughs> That's would true. Say. This true. would be a brilliant cover. You're right. Yeah. No one would ever suspect one half of a podcast duo. It's true. Someone, <laughs> someone who talks and about their life just, yeah, just out and about in public, just talks about it. No, they'd never be part of ASIO. You're right. I reckon but though. why are ASIO advertising on Twitter then? I know. It's weird. It's very strange. Do you yeah. think it's real? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just, on it. just government tweets. It's, yeah. They're just trying to. It's like when you see ads for like join the police force. But yeah. what are they Anything. asking for? They're probably looking for um, like analysts and stuff like that. It wouldn't be in the field people. It would just be people behind a computer. Right. Looking yeah. for your Simon Pegg type. Yeah. Right. Your Benjis. Ooh. All right. Maybe I should put that's, one of yeah. those. That's what yeah. I mean. You need right. to. Yeah. I need to put out a you sponsor tweet. You could stage like a fake ASIO uh, like group interview. Yeah. Nice. And have everyone like play games. And then give the rose to the one you want. Yes. <laughs> so what you're saying is I should be the next Bachelorette. Yes. yes. Can you imagine that TV show? But yes. <laughs> yeah, it would be a very different TV show. It would be show. a very different TV show. Honestly, oh. one I would watch. Would watch. Yeah, I've never watched The Bachelor ever. Not a single episode. No, me neither. Well, I've watched part of one episode and I've watched a uh, friend of the show and future guest Brie Williams. Her, She does The Unpacked. Yeah. I've watched that. That's I, it. I have watched it. I've watched like half an episode of Married at First Sight just because I was – Intrigued. intrigued to yeah, see right. what the fuss was about and I was like that is exactly what I knew it was going to be and I hate it and I hate it yep. and I turned it off and yep. that was that's that was why I've never it. watched I've never it watched because it's never like I know exactly what it is and I know exactly how it will make me feel and therefore don't watch it that's married at first sight anyway I reckon I could get into the bachelor at the moment it's all especially. just competition reality bitching and all that sort of stuff right I haven't I, I'm not a fan okay. I'm not so you just you hate watch it no, I don't hate watch it. This series, this particular season that's on right yeah, now, yeah. has the Honey Badger. Yeah, who is a he's like the first one I've, I've like the first guy that I've gone. Oh yeah, I I could actually like I find him kind of attractive. He's he's the also gun grandson of Richard Gere's character. <laughs> wow, Pretty Woman. Oh my god, he is funny as fuck. Yeah, his like uh, idioms and just like his. I don't know, him mm. is hilarious. The reason I'm watching also, this... Also, the hair's pretty good. I like the hair. He's, he is very ripped as well. He's quite an well, attractive so he's man. he's a professional sportsman. You'd hope so. But the reason I'm watching it is because my boyfriend was like, oh my God, have you seen The Honey Badger? And showed me clips of him talking after games. And it's the funniest thing. Yeah. And it was before The Bachelor started. Yeah. And then we found out that he was The Bachelor. And I'm like, we have to watch that. Nice. So you're so watching just for him. Basically, yeah. I, I, I very much enjoy him as a person. Okay. So that's why we're watching it i saw one promo for it and it was when they all meet the bachelor and they all walk for the first time for the first time oh 
and then yeah, I, do you think yeah. you know the I one? think I know what you – The girl yeah. with the football? Oh, maybe not. I don't know. There was just this one girl and they clearly wanted to get across very quickly that she was really cool and into sports. Mm-hmm. So they just had her carry a football <laughs> up to him in like this beautiful evening gown. gown. Yeah. And he's like, oh, she seemed really different and on my level because, <laughs> because she was carrying she can a, hold football. a football. No, the one that I Surprise. saw. Yeah. She is very different and on his level Ooh. and they get along really well. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, it wasn't. You showed me. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, I mean, the one, it is what it is. The promo that I saw was of that same meeting when they, they meet him for the first time and the girl goes up to him and jumps on his shoulders. Dasha, also then, a favourite. And then does like sit-ups onto mm, his, yes. like with her shoulders, with her, with her knees over his shoulders and then sit-ups into his face. Yes. <laughs> From yeah, like that's great. That's insane. They're both. They're de- both of those are yep. definitely top five. Is really? the girl yep. who I did watch and it was Bree's show that I saw the clip on. Yeah, where they he goes on a date with one of the girls and she's so determined to kiss him. Oh my god, Romy! And she just like worst. jumps on his face and is just like kissing the side of his neck and he's oh, clearly I saw just like not. A, I saw into a promo it. like yeah, it must have been from Bree's show that like he's like giving like weird eyes yeah, at her. Yeah, he's stuff. so uncomfortable. And then she goes back to the mansion or whatever and, and tells them like, all that they made up. Yeah, we had a we had. A- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today moment we kissed it was it was the most perfect yeah, kiss that's what she kept saying it was the most oh. perfect kiss and they literally did not kiss like <laughs> they it was like the most like forced side lip kiss i've ever witnessed in my life it is was so uncomfortable still in it yeah she will stay is because she the she's, the, yeah, she's, she's the, the main she's girl the villain. of the season right she's okay. the villain yeah her and another girl are the two villains and they will unfortunately oh, two villains yeah they're like wow. they're like a little mean girls duo Ugh. and there's a third but she's irrelevant like she's she's there because they needed just a third one, making up the numbers. Yeah, right. Um, okay, I'd love. I know there's Unreal, and I know that Unreal is sort of the first season was supposed to be like semi-realistic, and then it got very very off track. But I'd love for like just a genuine documentary totally. behind the scenes of a show. Well, like you know that. what's very interesting about this season, and having watched the first season of Unreal as well. Do you know what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just thinking there's another one that um, was made by the guys CISO over in the States and like Burning Love? Maybe. The comedy one. Yeah, the it comedy had like one. June Diane Raphael. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Burning yeah. Love. So good. One of my favourite yeah. things in the world. It's the, brilliant. Yeah. But the interesting thing is now that Unreal and stuff like that is out, this season of The Bachelor mm. is the first season that I know of that has producer lines in it. So there'll be oh. subtitles of producers oh, behind wow. the scenes. Oh, really? So you'll see a subtitle of them being like, are you okay with that? And then they'll say something, like the contestant will say something, which is really interesting because really? it's quite meta. Okay, I think, well, that season. I'm into. That I'm into as yeah. well. Very, very interesting. Like they'll set, they'll because obviously we know they're being set up. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we know your pressure point is that, you know, you love talking about Richard Gere. Yes, obviously. We're going to make obviously. you talk about Richard Gere till you look crazy about it. Yeah. And we know yeah, that Vicky's right. like idol man is non, like, not ever around her. So yeah. we're going to make her talk about that heaps or whatever, yeah. you know. And they, they <laughs> do do that. I'm learning a lot about that. myself today. <laughs> They, they do do that, right? But now this season... I just said that my perfect man was Simon Pegg. That was all I meant. <laughs> you, see, you, see their, you see what they're saying yep. to get it. Like okay, at one stage, they've, they've definitely cornered one of the girls to be like the psycho of the season. Yeah, really, really right. psycho. And at one stage, you see a producer ask her if she's in love with him, like the bachelor. Oh. And like, it's a really uncomfortable answer, but it's really cool that you see how that uncomfortable answer how it was like happens. Out. Yeah. Right. Very interesting. Okay. I'm very, I'm, I'm way more into that than I am to just watch. I would watch just that. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. It only That's happens maybe like twice an episode, but it still happens. Okay. But it does happen. It's the first season I've I seen it happen. I wonder if they've done that deliberately because Unreal has been so successful. Maybe. And we like, know that there are producers. know how it works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Probably. I think yeah. it's, it's, it means that they're thinking. Yeah, they're ahead nice of the that... pack in terms of like 
they know that we know that they're behind there, so they may as well just yeah. If and they can keep they can keep the storyline as in like they are controlling what you see even of with course. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very clever. Very clever. Yeah. All yeah. right. I'm still not giving it a go, but that's nice. I like it. Um, Speaking of giving things a go, yes, and being very clever, you, Catherine, are <laughs> doing a brand new solo show for the Melbourne Fringe. You are. It's about strong am? female protagonist. Oh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, during a comedy festival, I went and saw two shows that I became quickly obsessed with laid the mm-hmm. natalie palomitas show yeah. very good saw that and fleabag which yeah. is a one-woman play that is based on uh the no the play then inspired the tv show but i went and saw both of these things and was just like i want to do a play yeah. and then had a couple of wines and was like hey vicky want to produce my play and it's vicky true. was like absolutely and then full disclosure I produce Catherine's shows. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always me having had a few wines and it's like, hey, Vicky, I've got an idea. It's true. It's true. It's all women stand-ups <laughs> and we got tits on our shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky's like, I'm in. Hey, it, it sold out. It, it did, did pretty good. It did really well. We had a good producer. Um, what? Okay. And Aurelia St. Just- Clair, come in. <laughs> Uh, it was great. That was, oh, that was so. Best. It's a play. It's a play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's me. There is a voice of a second character. So I cheated a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not cheating. It's fine. But it is a yeah. It's a device. Yeah. Yeah. A storytelling device. You never see that character. They are very much off stage. Uh, it's all pre-recorded. Uh, but yeah, it's me reenacting a romantic comedy. Just me on stage. By yourself. By myself. Cool. Yeah. Solo romantic comedy. Romantic comedy but without the man. uh, You say reenacting. Does that mean your character is like you start the show and we're not in the rom-com and then we go into the rom-com or the whole show is a rom-com? Or am I giving too much away? You could be giving too much away. Right, okay. But I'll say the character is – given the opportunity to get to be in her own romantic comedy. Right, okay. And she takes up the opportunity. Right. Nice. And then maybe things didn't quite work out the way she thought they would. (laughs) Wow. The way they do in the movies. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Mm. Cool. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great show. I mean, she has to say that. (laughs) It's true. I mean, you're not wrong. She does (laughs) have to say that. I've figured this out. I'm only going on podcasts where the people involved have to say (laughs) that you're going to be a good show. Um, You're doing six shows. Six shows, yeah. September 11. So if you're listening to this today, you can go tonight. Oh, cool. The Um, day of. Yeah. Oh, Catherine's in a corner somewhere right now at Belleville where the show is going to be on. Just. Crying. Freaking out, just crying. Bellevue is a great Screaming. venue. Bellevue, I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm happy we got it's, it. It's very central. Yeah, I saw uh, Double Denim there. Yes, it's a, it's got good vibes because those two lovely ladies have the filled the space with yeah. good vibes. Yeah, and you will just it's they've a, left those it's a great vibes venue. there. Yeah, they've left all their denim behind. Um, it's great. Speaking of your show, can we talk about a uh, a thing that happened on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yep. So. You know that classic thing, Emily, you've done a few shows. Vicky, you've been involved in comedy for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know that classic thing that always happens when you start to write a show and then all of a sudden you realise that it might just be a dedication to the 2003 classic album Innocent Eyes by Australian pop legend Delta Goodrum? Hasn't um, all the time. You know the thing that just like always happens and yeah. you're just like, oh, this tired trope. <laughs> just always with the I know every single thing I've ever written. It's just come so back to that predictable. Album that I've never listened to. That's a song. What is, it? is it? Okay, I was gonna say, go. like what is <laughs> Gimme name another song. So we've got predictable. Born to Try. I mean I know I, that one. I know that's, that, that okay, was that, that was song the single I do know. from the album, yep. yeah. Lost Without She. Also I think I know oh, that maybe one. Maybe I do know that song. Okay. Although I might be thinking of the Robin Thick song Lost Without You. Do you want to sing it? You have a problem, like, (laughs) 
seriously, I, you, the music that you listen to. That, honestly. Oh. Yeah, you should be listening to 2003, Dallas <laughs> Goodrum. Get with it. Okay, well, over so, okay. Robin Thicke, yes. Well, yeah, I mean, not ideal, but at the time when I was like 15, it was a tune. Okay. Um, so you've written the album into a play form. No, not really. It's more just that it's been inspired by that period of Delta Goodrum's life. Right, right. And, and discography. the way she was treated by the media um, after she got sick. She went away to America for a while. She came back. She went on The Voice. And all of a sudden, the Australian public just turned on her. Yeah, yeah there was a bit was of that. Just that yeah. Really, really nasty and really vicious. And she just couldn't do anything right. Like... If she wore glasses, she was trying to look smart. If she wore a dress, she was trying to look like a slut. <laughs> she just, yeah, just became the target of this hate campaign and I just started thinking about it a lot and was like, oh, that was that was pretty shitty what we all did. We all kind of ganged up on Delta Goodrum yeah, there for a I bit. Mean, I mean, I kind of thought that we still were. I, I kind of thought yeah, she was a bit of Yeah, I don't she's think she's quite a, had her comeback, yeah. I don't think. Like she's in the public eye and stuff like that quite a bit, but she has a new perfume. Does she? She yeah. does. You oh, can get okay. it at Chemist Warehouse. I know Sweet. that because I, I see the ads for it on whatever reality television I'm watching. Right. I might so spray a, myself with it ooh, in the show. Yeah. Wow. That is a very, like, <laughs> that's beautiful. That's powerful. Yeah. That's it's, ve- well, it's very strong. That's engaging. <laughs> That's engaging all of your audience's senses. I love yeah. it. I dig yeah. that. I make them close their eyes <laughs> and then I just spray the room. And pre- press play on Delta Born to Try. Yes. <laughs> oh, that sounds like an amazing show. Born to Try is in the show. It's Yeah, there's, quite, there's a couple of their songs in there. So I came up with this genius idea that I was going to launch a Twitter campaign to try and convince Delta Goodrum to come to the show. Of course, because why wouldn't you? Because who wouldn't want Delta Goodrum to come to Mm -hmm. their one-woman romantic comedy at Belleville in Melbourne from the 11th to the 16th of September. Tickets available now. Vicky, you have done a good job coaching. This is good. Yep. That that is strong. <laughs> we practice subliminal marketing. <laughs> I did not realize when I agreed <laughs> to this episode <laughs> that this is what it was becoming. No, yeah. that's fair. But yeah, so you you created this marketing campaign. So I thought what I was going to do is yeah, convince her to come to the show. Spend hours tweeting. Just tweet at her, just nonstop, just incessantly. Because I looked at her Twitter and she's not very active on Twitter, and yeah. I thought, oh, she just won't reply. Yeah, but of course, my thought was I'll get momentum from other people yeah, yeah. and I'll get other people to retweet it and like it and I'll build up this very strange marketing campaign yeah, of for the show. Yeah. So I started tweeting things at her like um, lyrics to her songs. <laughs> so it was like I was born to try in lyrics to try and convince Delta Goodrum to come to my show. Yeah. yeah. Or she's got this song that she did as a duet with Brian McFadden called Almost Here. Yeah. And so I just did the lyrics that are like, when I need you, in brackets, to come to my show. You're almost here. My show starts on September 11th. And I know that's not enough, but don't worry. It runs until the 16th. And I had so many of these fired up and ready to go. And I yeah. thought this is going to last all the way through to the show. Never expected her to respond. Yeah. And then Saturday morning, I get a notification. Delta Goodrum has liked your tweet. And I was like, oh, <gasps> here we go. Yes. And this she, is it. It starts. It's time, happening. Yeah. It's happening. Sit down. <laughs> strap in. And then she responded, uh, I'm not going to be able to come to the show. I'm not in Melbourne. I'm not in Melbourne. I'm going to have to send the tribe, which is, I think, what she calls her, her fans. fans. Yes. Yeah. Um, but be sure to like send me lots of videos and photos and I'll be with you from afar. Shine on. She's like a drunk Shut aunt. up, Delta. <laughs> I mean, Twitter. I know we're not hating on Delta anymore, but, <laughs> but also, Jesus, Delta. <laughs> it's so nice. It was so nice. Yeah. I was so overwhelmed. I got so many messages from people being like, oh, my God. shit. <laughs> Delta Goodrum tweeted you. This is crazy. And she, she like retweeted it with a quote. So your tweet is now in her feed and stuff like that. So people it's can see. It's still at the top. You go onto Delta Goodrum's Twitter and it's my poster at the top. So good. That's yeah. pretty good. How yeah. many followers does she have? For a few thousand, I would imagine. Yeah. I think it's about 100,000. Yeah. Maybe that's, more. I mean, that's a good tribe if there yeah, ever was one to good. come to There were a couple not... of people that commented being like, oh, come. Yeah, I'm going to come. So, so maybe good. we'll get 500, some. 500,000. And now I'm worried that there isn't a 
enough Delta Goodrum in there and those people are going to be, be very like, disappointed. Oh, well. I don't think your tweets were saying she has this is half a million followers. Yeah, I just said that. Yeah. 500,000. What's yeah. venue capacity at Belleville? 35. Thousands? <laughs> That's thousands. fine. 35,000. Sorry. We'll be fine. We're done. We're sorted. Yeah. yeah. No There's more need for shows. promo. Let's <laughs> pretty much... talk about Mission Impossible. <laughs> yes. Let's oh, do that. No. I can't wait for Vicky Hanlon's one woman mission impossible. I would play. absolutely do that. I would 100% not, not be come. On board. No. Um, Thanks for your support. Thank you so I'd much. Be great. I'm being honest. Um, that's awesome. That's yeah. good for you. It was you. so nice of her. It was a little annoying that she did it like a month out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could have waited. I do wish she'd done it like the week off. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a lot better. Because then it could have been like, oh, that's next week. Let's grab a ticket. And now I worry. That people are going to see it and forget about Why it. Why don't so you just I'm tweet just at her keep again? Retweeting, yeah, exactly. Retweeting, retweeting. Absolutely. And also I just, would, yeah, I would say a few days before, be like, "Hey, let your tribe know." Yeah, yeah. Hey, girl. Um, sun and sparkles. I know, I know you can't be in Melbourne. Just but... checking in. <laughs> um. Oh man. Bless her heart. She's just oh, too pure for this. She's earth. a ray of sunshine. Is that another song? No. Oh. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> it sounds like it could be. Permission to Shine by Vanessa Amorosi. Oh, that might be what I'm thinking of. That's, uh, she was that's, the one that was, that's next was she in the show. army? I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you a story about Vanessa Amorosi. Uh, when I, it's not that great of a story. No, it's a great story. Keep listening. <laughs> um, I, when I was like 13 or something, no, younger, way younger, maybe like 10 I went to dinner with my parents at like an RSL in Sydney and Vanessa Amorosi was doing a show there. Wow. At an RSL? In the, like the band room. Oh, Jesus. And there was this girl who would have been like 15 or 16 and she was bawling her eyes out because it was 18 plus and they wouldn't let her in to go Aww. and watch Van- Vanessa Amorosi. Oh, no. It's not heartbreaking. Don't- but I also think about her a lot and I'm like, I bet she's so embarrassed. Yeah, she probably. just thinks back and is like, "Oh my god, I was crying at the RSL." Mm. Or maybe she's not. Maybe she's. I don't think she. I, I dedicated. Mean, yeah, because that knows? indicates very strong dedication to Vanessa Amorosi. I mean, it That's sure true. does. But at the yeah. time, she would does, have been a little bit more. Does anyone still have that dedication? Absolutely, to Vanessa everybody yeah, Thank does. You. Thank you. Oh, there we go. <laughs> See, I mean, this is the thing. You yeah. may not be a fan. You may not follow her on the socials, but we know her lyrics exactly. That's, yeah. I mean, amazing. That yeah. song was written it's by Mark a... Holden. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's There's, a lot. I shouldn't talk about other podcasts on your podcast because this is the only podcast that matters. But if the two comedians, I think they're from Perth, I've temporarily forgotten the names, who co host the Touchdown podcast, which is dedicated to season one of Australian Idol. Oh, really? <laughs> Please let me be a guest. Amazing. Because I have so much to talk about. <laughs> it's the best. That thing. was the guy, Sebastian Chanel one, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. And, um, it's not the one that I watched. Cosima, who Davini. got Was she the, the one with the dress and then... No, that was Paulini, Paulini. the gold dress. Yep. Yeah. When uh, Dico was like, um, you're too if fat. you're going to wear that, you better <laughs> shed some pounds. Yeah. Wow. I don't know what that voice was, but um, he's very sassy. British. It was sassy. Yeah. Uh, ah. Let me oh. – Jocelyn Seep and Angus Livingston, please let me be on your podcast. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. I'm such a huge fan and I just – I have so many thoughts about <laughs> Australian Idol. I think they've moved on to season two now but – Season two may have been the one that I watched. Season two was Jessica Malboy. Yeah, that's the one I watched. The only, that's the only one I've, I've ever watched of that one, of Australian one and I've watched one season of the when American When was Matt one. Corby? Matt Corby was like three or four, four I think, maybe four. Yeah. Yeah. What? I An remember idol. seeing him in Surfer's Paradise like only a couple of months after he'd – I think he came second. Let's just preface, you're from the Gold Coast. I am from the Gold Coast. Like yeah. you weren't just on – I've spent a lot of time on the Gold Coast because unfortunately I grew up there. Yeah. Um, and I remember him doing this like really shitty pub gig that he clearly was like contractually obligated to do because he'd signed some awful major label record deal and i've never seen another human being look so sad to be on stage i've seen morrissey twice (laughs) (laughs) and matt corby he just he looks so tired and just so so depressed and then he came back a few years later and yeah, great. he was on Triple J. Yeah, he was doing really well. Yeah. 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 He, he, he changed his vibe. Well, I he, think he had, like, he, because he had to do the stuff that he authentic. was doing. Yeah. Because of the 
the because he contract. was so young. To be fair, though, I don't think he's much of a performer. Sorry, Matt. I I, I mean, you were my teen heartthrob. Really, I the hair. Am very yeah. into really. Yeah. That's, that's I, your perfect man. I no, my perfect man is my boyfriend. But okay. I but um, <laughs> but but when I was in <laughs> high school, I literally you know how like um on uh like uh, your exercise books you doodle stuff and then. Um, laminate it yes i don't know if you guys did that like i would do just plain paper and then stick on stickers and stuff and then laminate it right yeah matt corby really yeah i would just like write his name and like lyrics and like i I was in high school or primary school i think high school maybe primary school the most beautiful blue eyes no i think he's about the same age as me so i would have been yeah it was high school Mm. right he's i mean because i definitely stopped doing that stuff by high school well i i would have been like 14 or 15 yeah so it would have been year seven I'm just saying, I would I stopped doing that by then. Because he was only like 16 when he was on the show. Yeah, that's really? right. He was young. He was okay. like 16. Yeah. Which is why it wasn't weird that I was like, oh my God, because he was attainable, an age that was attainable. Yeah, I, right. Age appropriate. But I, anyway, no, no, no. My, the point of my story was I got sidetracked by his beauty, but what <laughs> I was going to say is I don't actually us. think he, I mean, he, it might have it might have come up in the last few years, but mm. I've seen him after he did his rebrand uh, perform at a music festival, like yeah. a Groove in the Moor or something, and it wasn't great. Like he is not as very, in he's not very he doesn't have a lot of stage presence. Yeah, yeah, he's very insular, and so like you you know one of those people that has their eyes closed and doesn't do anything. But his voice is amazing. Showy. Right? His voice is amazing. Yeah. So I mean, does it matter? Well, de- it depends on what you're going to watch music for. Like exactly. If you if you show, if you're expecting a pink performance, you're not going to get, get it that. from. But Matt there Corby. are some people like Sylvian Stevens, one of my favorite yeah musicians of all time. I mean, his performances are incredible. He's a multi-instrumentalist as well, so it's quite interesting to watch because he just does so many things. But when he's just standing there with his guitar singing his sad little folk songs, oh, oh I, I love seeing just, a, I love seeing a sad so boy locked. on stage play guitar. It's the it's greatest. One thing of in my favourite things yeah, to watch. Great. Very into it. Yeah. Speaking of um, things that we're very into, can I can I tell you? Can I? You know how we talked about my fashion choices and stuff like that. Sure. Can you? you I know you're going to veto this, but I just wanted to go back to Mission Impossible one last time. So will it ever end? No, it never will. So I am thinking of making my own t-shirt, long sleeve t-shirt, with a photo of Benji on it. What do you reckon, Emily? Emily, what do you reckon of my fashion choices? You do you. I mean, can you put Benji Madden from Good Charlotte? Absolutely not. (laughs) It's a Benji top. Yeah, that's all the Benjis. What do you reckon? Um, no, do it. Yeah, I also think Be do you. it. Thank yeah, you. exactly. Do you. Do what you want to do. Absolutely. What do you think of the the shirt that I'm wearing at the moment, the jumper that I'm wearing at the moment, Emily? Is it a hamburger? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's cool. I thought it was a It's a it's a hamburger with a with a bandana like he's it's actually a hamburglar, which I think is oh, a copyright I thing. I get it. Um because it's not a McDonald's shirt, but they've called it a hamburglar. Right. I thought it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. That would have been so in. much better. Like a hamburger. Because the oh. eyes kind of at the top, if you just look at the top, yeah, it kind of looks. That. Yeah. Who was your favourite Ninja Turtle? Catherine. I don't remember any of their names. Give me a colour. Yellow. There wasn't a yellow. <laughs> but okay, fine. she's definitely not a big. <laughs> that's great. We've crushed. No, this. that's all right. That was my question. So... Fine. That's your question. All right. That was my okay, question. Cool. Um, you failed that one. Emily. Fred. My question is. <laughs> that that famous painter, Renaissance painter, Fred, <laughs> that they named him after. Uh, Freddy. <laughs> okay, right. Guy Sebastian or Shannon Noll? Guy Sebastian. Yes. Yeah, well, that was obvious. Correct. <laughs> um, you know how many Shannon Knowles fans are in the world? That mm. is very, very good answering. <laughs> Guy Sebastian is so goddamn talented. And he would hate me saying goddamn because he's a very religious man. Is he a Celsius? He's so boy? talented. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. That's fine. And Shannon Noll gets drunk and yells at people. And it's true. But he has his own, to Australian his own fandom in his, his, in his own right. I think he can probably make enough money like traveling around and doing uh, like regional areas and stuff. Absolutely. But I think... The majority of his fans actually do deep down hate him. Or not hate him, but he, he like he's a joke to them. What like I don't life. think people are You reckon people him attend him ironically? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. No, it is fair. time, Catherine Allen, mm. for the final section of our podcast, mm. um, which we like to call hypothetically yes. 
true. I've come up with a hypothetical based on our chats today and you have to uh, answer that hypothetically. But as soon as the answer is locked in, that is the life that you will lead. Yeah, we manifest it right now. Okay. Yeah. So, just so you know. Just be aware, you know, it is a real thing. <laughs> so would you rather... So it's not hypothetical at all, actually. Would My you rather... about to change forever. Okay, yeah. I'm ready. Never listen to Delta Goodrum's 2003 album ever again or have to attend every one of Vanessa Amorossi's RSL concerts, shows, if you will, <laughs> and cry out the front of all of them. So I couldn't actually get in no. to... You have to no. try and cry. Yeah, you have, to, you have to try and then cry. Try and cry. I like a challenge. I reckon I could do that. Yeah. Try and cry. Try and Absolutely. Cry. Every can I one. can I take like my iPad with me and just sit there and watch a movie outside everyone? One sure, but you gotta you have, to, you have to cry the entire time. <laughs> yeah, and it can't be a sad movie. It has to okay. be okay. <laughs> it has to be Happy Feet. Yeah, Happy has to be in the title. Yeah, happy yeah, yeah. Gilmore. <laughs> oh, but the pursuit of happiness and that's quite sad. That's true. that is very sad. Oh my god, the scene where they in like the bathroom in the, at the bathroom, train station yeah. and he's telling his kid that they're in like a the fantasy world. World and he's holding the door, door shut, shut yeah. and they're banging on the door. Oh. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's heavy. It's, it's, it yeah. is heavy. Oh. But you know what hasn't been heavy? This episode of the podcast. It's been pretty good. It has been pretty good. Um, I have one final question. Okay. Same question that we ask of all the guests. I thought it was going to be related to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Not too far off, I, I guess. I would have failed. Um, there's no failing. There's no failing. It's fine. Anyone can answer this question however they want. Catherine Allen, Mm. what are your thoughts on Spider-Man? I think it's the best prequel to Pretty Woman (laughs) ever made. Sweet. Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much for being on Vic and M's Comedy Jam. Thank you. You you can catch Catherine's show. Strong female protagonist, September 11 to 16, 8.30 at Belleville. Buy tickets on melbournefringe.com.au. Or Delta Goodrum's Twitter feed. Yeah. Definitely don't do that, but you can <laughs> tune in next week for another episode of Beginners. Yeah. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.